Look at verse 20. Now while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sins and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God in behalf of the holy mountain of my God. While I was still seeking and speaking in prayer then the man Gabriel whom I'd seen in a vision previously came to me in my extreme weariness about the time of the evening offering. He gave me instruction and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your supplication, the command was issued, and I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. So give heed to the message and gain understanding of all the vision. Seventy weeks have been decreed for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sin, to make atonement for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. This is where we were last week. And um, you're going to find out this morning how much I don't know but uh, <clears throat> gotquestions.org is one of the sites that I go to it's concise and it's true and it's good and you can believe it so what if you have read that you can go home because that's all I'm going to say today is <laughs> about what's in, in gotquestions.org <clears throat> but as as he mentions and I need to say up front and we said it last week what Daniel is talking about here and what the Lord is giving, giving him understanding about is all about two things all about the nation of Israel and Jerusalem which are intertwined with God's people and we talked about last week about how important Jerusalem is to <coughs> is to the um, the Jews it's very important and we read some scripture last week where where God said over and over and over again it's my city of all the places in Israel Jerusalem is my city so <clears throat> we're going to pick up we looked last week at uh, in verse uh, 24 there's six things he's talking about mm -hmm. finish the transgression to make an end of sin to make atonement for iniquity uh, that's the third one he says in there and we know from from Daniel's prophecy here that because of Christ's blood on the cross atonement was made for sinners and more particular Israel and if you go back to Levit Le Leviticus the 16th chapter which we talk about the day of atonement which was a big day to Israel uh, Hebrews tells us that that the difference between the old and the new covenant was that they had to do the day of atonement by sacrificing and putting the scapegoat out 
They had to do it every year. And they did not remove the consciousness of sin. But at the cross, Jesus did that. He, he once and for all uh, uh, absolved our, our sin. Now, we've said many, many times that two trump cards that the devil plays, number one, he's, he, he comes back with fear. Oh, you remember what you did. Once we're saved, we're saved and we're under the blood and we need to tell the devil to take a hike. But he'll come back and remind us of those things. We need to be very careful uh, to, to put him to flight. The next thing is guilt. Uh, we're, we're, we're guilty for the things that we've done and the things that we've done. But once it's under the blood, Psalms tells us there's removed as far as the east is from the west our sins are removed from him and we when we go back and and in prayer ourselves sometimes and says lord forgive me of this god might say what sin it's it's already under the blood um my daddy in the faith used to have a, a little saying he says i'm paid up i'm prayed up and i'm ready to go up and and i've said it before you know at night when you when you go to bed if you ask the Lord to forgive you and bring the remind to remind you of the things you've done contrary to his will that day I promise you he will do it he'll bring it to your memory you confess it forget it and go on and and God God's gonna do what he said he was gonna do so it's all about Israel you need to get that all we're talking about Last week and this week and probably next week, it's all about Israel. Okay. So, <clears throat> number three, he makes end of sin. All right. <clears throat> now, um, in the... <clears throat> I don't have enough room. I, I, I would cover up a football field if I had enough room here to... In the, on gotquestions.org under the purpose of the 70 weeks uh, you see the second paragraph there the, the, it says notice the results of the concern of the eradication of sin the establishment of righteousness that's the, the six things that he's going to do and so the last three things are the establish of, establishment of righteousness so he says here uh, we're going to make atonement for iniquity, bring everlasting righteousness, and to seal up division and the prophecy to appoint the most holy place. Now we've talked. We went last week and we talked about seventy weeks, <clears throat> and we tried to build the the argument that Daniel was talking about uh, a week being a year and seventy weeks is 70, uh, 70 times 7 or 490 weeks and most all scholars agree that that's what he's talking about here in the 70 weeks in verse 24 70 weeks have been decreed it's uh, Dr. Stedman if you read his he, he added 70 weeks of years and I said last week um, uh, BibleGateway.com has 
52 English translations and all but six use the term 70 weeks and so I can't tell you how we got to this 490 years outside of what I've said but it's 70 weeks of years so that's 490 years that's where that's where we're going to go with now so verse 25 so you so you talking the same to, to Dan, Daniel are to know and discern we're reading that today it's for us to know and discern that from the issuing of the de decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince of Peace there will be seven weeks and sixty two weeks it will be built again the plows and the moat even in times of dis distress now if you've got your chart you, your Dr. Larkin's chart and you go down there to chapter 9 it says uh, Daniel's visions of 70 weeks and he's got a real simple timeline there <clears throat> and he says the first is seven weeks well that's what that's what um, verse 70 um, excuse me verse 25 says seven weeks and 62 weeks now from the time the decree to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the Messiah the Prince there will be seven weeks and 62 weeks hold your finger in, in Daniel 9 and go to the left and go to, to Nehemiah Nehemiah the second chapter um, there were there were two times that they went back to Jerusalem uh, one was uh, Ezra uh, went back to Jerusalem and he he re he rebuilt the temple and and Nehemiah went back and he re rebuilt the wall well to date we're talking about weeks and so we need to get to dates now and in chapter 2 of Nehemiah he says it came about in the month of uh, Nisan that the twelfth year of King Artaxerxes well we can go to history and we can nail that down and as Dr. Larkin says up there he says that was 445 B.C. if you look at his chart 445 B.C. and he was uh, Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king and, and in verse 3 he says why are you so down and then the king says uh, uh, he said to me what would you request so I requested to the God I, so I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself what would you request okay so I prayed to the God of heaven there's a lesson there for us when we're when we're confronted with anything we can pray right then and God's going to do what he said he was going to do the cupbearer to the king he didn't know what was fixing to happen he went to him and to serve him and he was down he was 
depressed and he he saw his countenance and he says what's wrong with you and he says uh, he says my father's tomb lies desolate and the gates have been consumed by fire then the king said to me what would you request Nehemiah prayed that's the first thing he did he prayed he prayed and he said to the king if it pleases the king if your servant has found favor before you send me to Judah to the city of my father's tombs that I may rebuild it rebuild it then the king said to me and the queen sitting beside him how long will your journey be and when will you be returning so it pleased the king and he sent me so when we come to dates and understand they're subjective and understand we might be off but of all the dates that we have in scripture this kind of is one of the best timelines that we can come up with so the first seven weeks which is 49 years there is the rebuilding of the temple and that starts the clock if you'll if you look at at uh, back to GodQuestions.org the last little bit the fulfillment of the 70 weeks Gabriel said the prophetic clock would start at the time a decree was issued to rebuild Jerusalem so this starts the clock and uh, verse 25 says we're going to have rebuild the wall in Jerusalem until the Messiah the Prince of Peace will be seven weeks and 62 weeks now there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, <laughs> um, making it fit so to speak have you ever used the make it fit feature on your computer well sometimes I think people made it fit but the Jewish year is 400 and, uh, 360 days the calendar we use is 365 days so if you use the Jewish calendar and you put 62 weeks it winds up at the day that Jesus rode in on a triumphal entry which we all know was the day before he headed to the cross uh, he was coming uh, well the, we, we say it's the Sunday before he came to the cross but it's, it's that particular time the Prince of Peace and uh, the Messiah and in this particular case he didn't mess around he called it the Messiah and everybody the Jews knew exactly who they were talking about they were looking for the Messiah and said the Messiah will come at this appointed time okay verse 26 then after the 62 weeks the Messiah will be cut off and have nothing and the people of the prince little p who is to come will destroy the city and the sanctuary okay dr larkin has got a parenthesis there and that's what most what most uh scholars say here this 
a great interval or great parentheses at this particular time. Um, now let's let's do a, some looking at scripture. Uh, first, let's go to Matthew twenty-four. Uh, excuse me, twenty-seven. Matthew twenty-seven. Um, twenty. 24 and 25. You with me? Okay. When Pilate saw that he was accomplishing nothing, but rather a riot was starting, he took water, washed his hands in front of the crowd saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. Verse 25. And all the people said, His blood shall be on us and on our children. Go to John chapter 1. Verse 10. John chapter 1 verse 10. He was in the world. And the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own. And, though, and, and those who were his own. Did not receive him. Scholars are telling us that the parentheses started after the Jews rejected Jesus the Messiah. Uh, we know we know that's true. So, from the starting of the temple to Jesus' crucifixion was the 434 years right there. Now, excuse me, it's um, uh, more than that. 62 weeks and seven. Four, <laughs> I'm getting confused here. Uh, 483 years. So, <coughs> so this is the period of time there. And it stopped when the Jews rejected uh, Christ. Now, if you look at the top of Dr. Larkin's chart, and and we we talked about this before, he's got up there the time of the Gentiles up at the very top. And uh, <clears throat> let's let's look at another uh, scripture. Um, look at Luke nineteen forty one through forty four. When he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it 
For if you have known this day, even you, the things which make for peace, but now they've been hidden from your eyes. For the days will come when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side. And they will level you to the ground and your children within you and they will not leave you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. Okay. Let me get my paper here. Dr. Stedman He says, this is why the whole Christian world is watching Israel constantly and hanging on every rumor concerning the building of the temple again on the ancient site. There must be a temple when the final events occur. Everything that we've talked about so far in the seven weeks and the 62 weeks has already been fulfilled. We know that. That's behind us. This interval that we're looking at here, uh, we're waiting to see. And as he says, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, time clock. Um, what's Israel going to do? Now, with Dr. Larkin's chart, you see the little, the little, uh, uh, what, if you follow it, he says the first resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, and you follow all the way to the top, and he says the first uh, resurrection of the saints, the rapture. And we, we, we understand that. Let me talk about the rapture a minute. The rapture is a catching out. The rapture is, the word rapture is not in Scripture. You can't find it in Scripture. But it's a catching out. Thessalonians, 1 Corinthians, Paul let us in on, on a mystery. He said, you shall not all sleep but shall be changed. Nothing, the way I teach it and the way I've been taught that nothing has to happen on the world stage for the rapture not to occur. It can occur any time, any time. We don't hear that preached too much anymore. Now there was a time that that we did. Uh, everybody talked about end times and talked about the rapture and they talk about. Uh, the tribulation and we're going to talk about that in a minute but the rapture is not taught too much or preached too much and and that's okay and yet it's it misses something to my in my estimation it takes away the urgency of the gospel if Jesus could come back this afternoon and you were know he was going to come back this afternoon you wouldn't take a nap. 
it, it puts a different spin on it if we knew the Lord was coming back. We've heard that. And Peter tells us, a day is with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years is, is a day. We don't know when Jesus is going to come back. It could happen any time. Any time. So therefore, we need to live like He's coming back all the time. All the time. So the rapture of the church could happen any time. Any time. Now, this idea of tribulation and the idea of understanding uh, the millennium uh, if you look at the last page, page on the, what I sent, I've, I've given you. I made this chart years and years ago, but I dug it up. There are three major views, and and uh, in another got questions uh, thing. Uh, the it's all about when the rapture is going to be. Like I said, in the first one there, the pre-millennial, it would happen before the millennium. As I, as I see, we're in the age of grace now. Rapture could happen anytime. Then the tribulation. Then the Lord's second coming at the end of tribulation and then we'll usher into the millennium. That's, that's a premillennial approach, which is what I teach and what most evangelicals teach. There are three other major views, and I'll say one thing about another one in just a minute. The postmillennial says that the world is going to get better and better and better, and we're going to go into the millennium. If you believe that, you're not reading the paper I am. You're listening to the news that I am. Uh, Post-millennial. They're, they're, they're losing ground, those people who take that view. The amillennial says we're there now. It's a spiritual reign. Tribulation is all hardship. Armageddon is all wars. So it's from the cross. We're living and the Lord's going to come back at some point and we'll be ushered into uh, eternity future. Uh, the premillennial is the approach uh, most evangelicals take. Uh, anybody you listen to, uh, John MacArthur, Dr. Stanley, uh, Adrian Rogers, Chuck Swindoll, any of these people, Dr. Pentecost and uh, others, they're, they're premillennial. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter. He's coming back. We need to be ready. The rapture of the church is going to occur. Now, there's a new, well, fairly new, um, that's not in the mainstream here in that it's going to happen. The rapture of the church is going to happen mid-tribulation. We're going to go through part of the tribulation and then the rapture. <clears throat> I, I don't know. And I don't know about this. I'm just telling you what I've been taught and what I teach. 
the bottom line is this particular thing doesn't matter but what does matter is how God is finally going to deal with the nation of Israel at the last at the last uh, the last week if you look at what what uh, Dr. Larkin's got across from the rapture he says the rapture could ha- happen anytime we have Daniel's 70th week and they say it's divided into two three and a half year periods <clears throat> now if you look on the last page of the got questions that I just gave you the final week of the seven of the 70 weeks 69 have been fulfilled in history that leaves one more seven yet to be fulfilled most scholars believe that we're living in a huge gap between the 69th week and the 70th week the prophetic clock has been paused as it were the final seven of Daniel is usually called the tribulation period okay I don't like to dwell on the tribulation because of a couple of things you're talking about the antichrist that's Satan I don't want to talk about Satan I want to talk about Jesus and what he did uh the next thing, if I'm a premillennial, I won't be here. The Lord's going to rapture me out, and we'll leave it for somebody else there. Paul also says that he who restrains is keeping it from happening earlier. He who is restrains is the Holy Spirit. When, when God's people are snatched out, the Holy Spirit is gone. So yes, wickedness is going to go on and go on and go on because the restraining force now of evil in the world is is uh, God's people in the Holy Spirit because they we He dwells within us and that's that's where we are. Okay, Daniel's prophecy reveals. I'm still on on the second page of the Got Questions. Daniel's prophecy reveals some of the actions of the Antichrist, the ruler who will come in verse 27. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. One seven being seven years. However, in the middle of the seventh, he will set up an abomination causes desolation. And Jesus warned of that in Matthew 24. So let's look at Matthew 24. And that's Matthew's account of the coming of end times. Again, this is to the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel. Look at verse 9. Uh, we'll begin in verse in chapter 24 then they will deliver you to tribulation will kill you and you will be hated by all nations because of my name at that time many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another many false prophets will arise and will mislead many because lawlessness is increased most people love love will grow cold but the one who endears to the end he will be saved 
Jews now, remember, in the nation of Israel, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to the whole world as a testimony uh, to all nations, and the end will come. If your Bible's like mine, it's in red. What does that mean? The Lord is talking here. You can take that to the bank. All right, verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation which was spoken through Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, then those who are in, G in Judah must flee to the mountain. Whoever's in the housetop must not go down to get things that are in the house. Whoever's in the field must not turn back and get his coat. Woe to those who are expecting, and so forth. Verse 21. For there will be a great tribulation such has not occurred since the beginning of the world until now or ever will. Unless those days have been cut short, no life would have been saved. But for the sake of the elect, those will be cut short. Okay, let's look at one more piece of scripture. We'll talk about this a minute um, go to Revelation <clears throat> chapter 7 that's the last book in the Bible I think you could find that Chapter 7, verse 9. Did you say 9 or 90? 9, okay. verse 9. Okay, you with me? Revelation 7, verse 9. After these things I looked, and behold a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation, and all tribes, and people, and tongues standing before the road and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. Skip down to verse 13. Then one of the elders answered and said to me, Who are clothed in white robes? Who are they? And where have they come from? And I said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said, These are the ones who have come out of great tribulation and have had their robes uh, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Verse 17 is just lanyard. For the Lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to the spring of the water of life. And God will wipe every tear from their eyes. The millennium, look, go look back at your either one of these charts. We got the tribulation here. And and life goes on. The devil is rampant. The Holy Spirit has been snatched out. But people will be saved during that time. God's printed word will still be around. 
but there'll be people saved during that time and and they're headed for they're headed for the millennium back to Dr. Larkin's chart when you look at the little bubble up in the right hand corner the stone of the millennial kingdom of Christ let's look at a couple of things there uh, <clears throat> the millennial kingdom is going to be like like what we had in Genesis uh, going to Genesis 127 uh, I'll read it God created man in his own image in the image of God he created them male and female God blessed them and God said to them be fruitful and multiply fill the earth verse 29 God said behold I've given you every plant yielding seed on the surface of all the earth and every child, uh, which is tree which is fruit yielding seed it shall be yours as food and I gotta quit We'll pick up here next week and say a little bit more about the millennium uh, and, and, and the tribulation. But what, what we're saying in Dr. Larkin's chart, the, the uh, all but one year has been, has been done according to Daniel and uh, the 490 years. And uh, we're in an interlude now uh, for us that know the Lord. The next thing that happens is on uh, the world stage could be the rapture of the church it could be any day uh, and then then uh, that would bring in uh, the beginning of the, the tribulation uh, Jerusalem uh, real quick and we'll pick this up next week there is not there is not a Jewish temple in Jerusalem today on the old temple site what is there now a mosque a lot's got to happen uh, because there has to be a, a temple in Jerusalem for there to be the desecration as Jesus said the abomination of desolation we'll pick that up next week and maybe we'll have an answering question session on just this little bit but uh, hang with me okay alright let's pray Father, we thank you for all you are, and we thank you for this time, and we ask you to bless us. Be with the, uh, the preacher that's going to bring us a message to today, maybe one, be, be one that we have uh, ears to hear and hearts to listen, and we thank you for everything. Bless us now as we go, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.